Hey, my name's Jody Jackson. I'm originally from Atlanta, Georgia, Smyrna. I went to high school with Donna. Can you believe that? I used to cheat off her paper. I wouldn't call it cheat. I just borrowed some information to help me through in a few classes. Me, Donna, and Julia Roberts, all from one high school, Campbell High School. Can you believe that? Fast forward several years, I'm living in Nashville working with Shania Twain and T. Graham Brown and a few other artists. And we came to Atlanta uh, for something Kix was doing and ran into Donna. She was selling for Kix and uh, Cadillac was the amazing morning man on Kix. So it was so good to see them again after all those years and uh, have worked with them several occasions. I love Cadillac and Donna. They're great people and I'm very excited about this podcast. So here's Donna and Caddy with my second act. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years until July 2019. Welcome to my second act. My name is Donna and I'm Caddy's wife and I am not getting a Peloton. I What's that? You know, I don't know what that is. That expensive bike, a Peloton bike that everybody's getting right now. Where you chase the trainer that's in front of you? Yeah. Yeah, and you can ride to different, like you can do a Madonna ride, you can do a Prince ride. Here's the thing about Pelotons. When the, well, let me start here before I tell you about the Peloton. I'm not getting a Peloton, but right. I learned on Good Morning America this morning from a very nice looking man, trainer, <laughs> that I can work out at home with kitty litter. You can lift, like you empty, and cat, okay, we have three cats, so we I have plenty of cat litter, so this is like not a problem for me. I don't even have to go out shopping for my like workout gear now. And, but cat litter is heavy, some of it. I mean, if you don't get the like, you know, light, light featherweight kitty litter. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, it's heavy. So you empty out half of the cat, cat litter and then you lift them and you use them like weights. Or if you want to push it and it's arm day. Just use them at full capacity. Yeah, that's what Imagine this, how quick. How, that's how what this guy was doing. I mean, I can't. you get them, Don. I can't even hardly lift one. But here's the thing about a Peloton: when the um, when everything went into lockdown and shutdown came, Peloton sales went through roof um, because everybody wanted one and wanted to work out and wanted to work out at home and ride the bike and everything. And so the way it works is you order it; they're incredibly expensive, thousands and thousands mm-hmm. of dollars. And then they deliver them in a little truck. In a van. I've seen a little it. van. And people are going insane because they ordered them in, you know, March and they still haven't seen them because they're so behind. And there's a bunch of different competitors like MRX. So that's MIX. why this guy was on there on GMA was yes. to give you substitutions like lifting kitty litter instead of a Peloton. Exactly. I would love to have a Peloton. I used to, there used to be a place called Flywheel um, at around us and it was like a you know one of those bicycling places and I would take Olivia and occasionally I would take Will they're very pricey per class to go over there and then you got to get the shoes and you got to clip into your bike and it's hot I mean these rooms are like 150 degrees and you talk about blasting music you won't be able to hear when you leave there but it used to drive me crazy because Olivia and Will are very like competitive and they're competitive with each other and so they would be like riding and riding and riding and riding as fast as they could ride and torquing their torquer up and everything mm-hmm. and the little person would get off their bike and then they come through the room because they have like a wireless mic and verbally abuse you and well you know semi-supportive but they were like slap your ass maybe <laughs> verbally abuse you. no they didn't I mean, it sounds like a great time doesn't it they didn't do that but they would like be you know they would come around and so i would have my little torque button on a flat Pop, surface speed it up. like i was just riding you know what i mean like just down the street you're listening to madonna and you're on the madonna i'm ride. going 150 but I'm on a flat road. Okay. You know what I mean? Just riding along. Pedal, pedal, pedal. And then I'd see them coming and I'd have to start torquing. You'd have to torque your torker. I'd torque my torker. And it just would make me so mad. Well, wait for him to come around and do it for you. Yeah, exactly. I would always have to get them to adjust right. my seat. But it, made, <laughs> but it made me mad because I just wanted to ride my bike. I didn't want to be like well, then chastised. Get a, bike, get a bike. We have two of them, and three, I believe, in the and garage. just put them on like and, cement blocks? Oh, right around the neighborhood. What a well, concept. we've talked about Take this. Take them to the parkway. Take them to Ville Park. You just discovered Birmingham Park. I've lived in this area 18 years. I had no idea that there was a park at Birmingham. Are you a frequent which listener? Which is less than two miles away from our home. What? Are you a frequent listener to the podcast? Sometimes I'm here and sometimes I'm not. Have you heard about the episode? I thought it was a chainless bike. Yeah, I've had, uh, some, I've had some biking experiences. Well, but Sean Parker, our neighbor, fixed all of that. Yes. So we so, do have two. I know that we have two sort fully of. functioning bicycles in the garage. Semi-functioning. All right. But anyways, I'm not getting Peloton, so. Well, th- yeah. You may see me out there with some cat litter. Okay. 
Okay. That's hot. <laughs> Exciting, huh? That'll, that'll make me want to torque my torker. <laughs> do you even know what a torque is? I, of course I do. Okay. Of course, I'll tell you, uh, we had Carrie Underwood on the morning show one time, and it was to promote her athletic wear line. Oh, yes. Uh, what is that called? Calia. 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 Whatever it is. Calia. And good stuff, I'm sure. Yes. And um, I was talking with Carrie, and I said, listen, I just did hot yoga for the first time a week ago. This, this is years ago. I just did hot yoga for the first time um, a week ago, and she looked at me really puzzled. And she says, Caddy, that, that doesn't sound like you at all. <laughs> <laughs> just from looking at your body type? or <laughs> No, just knowing I, that I'm just, I'm, I, I just, I haven't, I say often, I haven't run since fourth grade field day. I mean, that's. You I'm, did I'm, goat yoga and, and made I, it through. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, keto. Keto. Keto, the diet. Did you have something or? No, I thought you told me well, you, I you went, ate with someone. Well, it's funny. Was I, I, I ate today with a very, very good friend of the show and a very good uh, a good buddy who gave us hundreds of dollars worth of free equipment for the podcast. Yes, crawl thing, uh, For a dollar, which I, mm-hmm. I slipped him 20. Uh, Steve Mitchell, who has been um, a great friend of ours and, and co-worker and colleague, but big supporter both in radio and also in, in now in podcast form. And you know Steve from 96 Rock and, and uh, Eagle and, and Y106 and Y106.7. And he's been on the keto, keto, keto. <laughs> the keto diet, and it's funny. This diet is very popular because you've 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 gone out, you, you've yeah. you've given it a shot nine, yeah. eight nine times now at different okay. times, and um, but it always seems that when you're with a friend who's doing that diet, the keto that uh, it's always cheat day when you're with them. Oh yeah, there's just I'm just going to go off of it today. Yeah, that's what they say. I think Steve's been probably no. He's doing, doing very well. no. No, he's doing yeah. very very well. Yeah. But there's been like two three times in the past six months where if you meet somebody for lunch that's that's on the keto keto, then um, it just happens to be the cheat it's day. always their cheat day. Yeah. All right. Your core fifty seven hype song on the way here today. So mine was um, Eminem. Lose yourself. So Eminem's back in the news. I like Eminem. I'm, I'm a big Eminem fan. Olivia's listened to a lot of Eminem. It's kind of brought me back in. I don't know if that's good or bad. Well, I mean, you know, listen. Um, he, so, you know, he was a Dr. Dre, like, protege. And they um, they called him the Great White Hope because he was, like, one of the first white rappers, seriously, that came out during that time period. He was really big in the 90s, you know, Slim Shady and all that. Marshall Mathers is his real name. Um, he's 47. Here again, it's like Madonna. These people seem ageless to me. And he's 47. Like, he's like a mil- he's But Slim of- Shady came out when we were in high school. Yeah, but well, maybe, like- I think you, yeah. 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 For he's, me. He's like a middle-aged man now. Like, it's interesting. But that song, I love it. I used to run to that song, Lose Yourself. So if you want a really good workout song, that's a great one. But here's why he's back in the news. He's back in the news because Snoop, they asked Snoop Dogg to to name the 10 top, his ten, his list of 10 top rappers, okay? And Snoop was a Dr. Dre protege also, kind of at the same time, you know, around the same time as um, uh, Eminem. And he didn't name Eminem. And so somebody asked him, they said, you know, why didn't you name him? And he said, I just, you know, there's a lot of people that were much better than him. And people are going insane. Now they're coming after Snoop and saying, how, yeah, how dare you leave him off your list? And he's like, he's not shy. But it's Snoop's list. It's not anybody else's list. I know, but he's not like shy around about it. Make your own list and put it out. Like if somebody said that to me, I'd be like, oopsie, I'm sorry. You know, I didn't mean to do that. Of course he's on there. You know, like I was like getting. Eight B. Yeah. I didn't mean to do that. But he's like, no, he's not. He wasn't that good. But I think he's good. So I'm adding Lose Yourself. Go ahead. What's your uh, Core right. 57 hype song? I learned on the way here, going down the driveway, that Eric Church dropped a new song. Now, you know that I'm partial to Eric Church, so you know that I'm going to immediately add it to the Caddy and Donna hype song playlist on Spotify. Yes. Okay. This one is called Bad Mother Trucker. Okay. All right. Write that down. Mm-hmm. You don't Bad seem excited. Mother Trucker. I am. All right. So I tried to... I love Air Church. I tried to get it on iTunes, and I can't remember my password, and I just didn't have time to reset it on the way here because I was always, you know, you were always already running late. So I, someone sent me a link to a YouTube. So like I've had time on the way here to do like ten streams, and uh, Joanna Cotton is on it. It's going. It's very. It's a love very. Her. It's a very hooky song. It's going to be a great song. You're going to sing this song in your truck with the volume at ten uh, plus. But she comes in and she's like, "Bam, mother." <laughs> That's my Joanna Cotton imitation. Love it. I can't hit it like she can. I love it. So is this off Bad his? Mother. Is this off better. his new project? I, you know, don't know. 
Don't yell at me. I'm going to check my text messages only because I was having an exchange with a member of Tina Eric Church in the parking lot. Well, I think it's interesting because it's what we've always said that like that first song, it was good, but he always comes back with two or three after that that just blow the first one away almost. So this could be the case. I think that, that I've never read anything about this, but I think the Eric Church always, when he releases a single from a new project, the first single... And with this new album that we don't know anything about, it would have been stick that in your country song. Right, which we've added to our playlist. And- I think that um, with every album that Eric Church has released, four or five of them now, maybe studio albums anyway, there, that, that first song that he throws out there is never expected to become a radio hit. Right. It's expected to grab your attention. Right. And I, if I, I, I meant to look it up, and I didn't. I wanted to look at the track listing for every Eric Church album and figure out just from looking at the track listing what the first release was. Right. And it's always kind of an obscure song. Like with The Outsiders, it was, um, maybe it was The Outsiders, but, but kind of a, um, they're, they're always very eclectic yeah. and uh, or rowdy as, as they come. Not really radio friendly. Exactly. And so I think that he throws that first one out. I thought while listening to Bad Mother Trucker that my entire life I have been misspelling respect. How do you spell respect? R-E-S-P-E-C-T. All right. There's a line in this song from Eric Church, and uh, she's a bad mother trucker because she drove an 81 Peterbilt. That's an 18-wheeler, Donna, and she had jet black with pink mud flaps. It was a mean piece of metal with lightning in the pedal, thunder coming out the back, and then boys would chuckle when they saw her buckle herself in the captain's seat but nobody was laughing when she go to pass and smiling at them real sweet. Really? I love it. All right. <clears throat> so here's a line. She made, so it's like a woman trucker. Uh, absolutely. She's okay. a bad mother trucker. <clears throat> I was raised on jerky from here to Albuquerque. Went to school on her OCB. She made a name for herself. Taught me how to spell. And I swear, and I know that it's the 115 mark of this song. He misspells R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Huh. Now, if you look at the official lyrics for the song... And I am right now. They spell it R-E-S-P-E-C-T. That's the way they spell it out. On the song, it's R-E-S-P-C-T is what he sings. Well, maybe he like gets going in that air church, like, you know, almost yelling the lyrics, like so into so it. So there's a debate that I'm having going back and forth right now with somebody in air church. It's not oh. a debate, but I just reached out and said, have, have I spelled respect wrong my entire life? Yeah, maybe he's just like kind of spitting out the lyrics going so, for it. I love bad, that. Bad mother trucker. So who church. was the bad mother trucker? Was it his mom? Uh, I don't know, Donna. It just came out. Oh, okay. Like with somebody. Oh, okay. I wonder. It was a friend. A oh, neighbor. I love it. it was a neighbor. <laughs> a neighbor of hers in Caldwell County, North Carolina. Well, I'm just trying to figure out like what is. the hook is of the song. Like, you know? She's a bad mother trucker. I love that's, it. That's the, the, the beat of the song, Don. Can't wait. All right. We are a semi music podcast. So I want to talk about Garth Brooks. This week, Garth Brooks called a press conference. About 100 members of the country media, well, not even that national media, were also involved in it. But he did involve and invite country or local country radio, which is always great. Garth called this what became a one hour and 46 press con- uh, forty six minute press conference to tell everyone that he's also tired of Garth Brooks. What? And that he, he knows that he has Garth, because it's a Garth. I, Garth. Always in the third person. Uh, I've, I'm done winning the Entertainer. Garth is done winning the Entertainer of the Year award. For the CMAs. For the Country Music Association. That it's time for someone other than Garth to win. How many, but has he so I'm removing myself okay. from the Entertainer of the Year category. Clearly, the Country Music Association had no idea this was coming because they were caught off guard a good bit. And in their official response later that day, they said, listen, we can't, um, we can't just remove someone from, from, a from a ballot. So you asked a very interesting question. You said, well, what if he makes the first ballot? Now, by the time you hear this, the first ballot will have already hit for CMA voting. Um, and the question was asked, what if you make the first round of voting of voting, right? and make the first round ballot? Well, I'm going to ask them to remove me and, and then just go with the next person on the list with the highest Who number of votes. To be, yeah, but I mean, you and I have talked about this. It's just crazy. Well, so there's going to be some B-level artist or that maybe suddenly not even, is some... in the, the Carrie Underwood uh, Thomas Rhett. Well, I mean, it could, listen, it could be Eric someone Church like, category. it could also be year. someone like, uh, we've talked about it. it, could be someone like who's a road warrior, like a Dirk Spentley or someone who's deserved 
to be in there. And now he gets in because Garth is deciding to remove his name Garth from the ballot. Garth has won too much, Donna. It's oh. not, it's, it, there's too much Garth. How many years in a row has he won? Um, I think it was three. Uh, there was, you know, when he was hot back in the late 90s, he there was a run. He recently ran like a three-year run. And then... But he was gone for a while. Well, yeah, he was on hiatus. He yeah. had pause when to he raise retired. his girls yeah. in Oklahoma. And during that period, there were no wins at all. But then you can see when he came out of retirement, he immediately won like 2015, maybe 2016, 2017. Yeah. Took off 2018. Or not take off, he didn't win yeah. in 2018. Then he won in 2019, which was last year. And if you remember, last year's CMA Awards were all about... Women. The women. Mm-hmm. And everyone said Carrie Underwood. <laughs> so, what was that? movement you were just doing that was me showing you my boobies all okay. about the woman and so uh everyone suspected and, and was cheering that carrie underwood is going to win it's the year of the woman carrie underwood's going to win cma entertainer of the year and she did not and garth, garth won. won yeah and he says it was at that moment that he garth decided it's 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 enough of garth it's time for someone else to win or his exact words. Well, who I mean, says that? I though? don't know. I mean, you and I've talked about this. Is it? Is it? It's very crafty. Yeah. But is it crafty? Craftily noble? Does that make sense? Like, it's nice that he wants to do that, I guess. But you and I talked about it then. Okay, so then the person who wins the award. I mean, this the Entertainer of the Year award is always the biggest award, and it means so much because it really is about who has laid themselves out there for that year. Just touring and and pushing the format of country music to the forefront whether that was through television radio appearances i mean just anything you know what i mean like just really really an ambassador for country music for the format so then when he decides he's not going to do this and the next person wins i mean like are they like well that sucks because right. i really deserved it but now people are going to there's think, an asterisk by your win yeah. in the record books the year that garth this, this is the year abstained. that Garth said, this abstained. is the year, you won the year that Garth said, no more Garth. Right. And this is something he says that will continue. CMA said, we can't remove anyone. If Garth Brooks tells everybody um, not to, to not vote for him. him, then that's one thing. But if he makes the ballot, we have to put it on the ballot. Now, of the 80 country radio people that were a part of this press conference, do you think that any of the 80 just had the conversation that we had? Well, no. Nobody's going to have that with Why? Garth. Why? Well, because they're in country right. radio. right. But also, I don't, I mean, it's hard to have that to Garth's face. Well, I mean. You know, like if Garth was sitting across from me right now, I'd let you do that. I'd be like. Okay, but I would do it. I'd be like, how nice, Garth. But I would do that. I would ask that question (laughs) in a very respectful way. I know. As I did after he played Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Yeah. The first concert ever there. And the sound was horrible. And the the Ticketmaster was given refunds. Yeah. On tickets. I had access to them a week later. And no one dared ask Garth. People Magazine didn't ask Garth about that. It's in my backyard. It made the front page of the AJC the day after. Right. I would have been a dummy not to ask Garth Brooks a week later being in front of him. Of course, he denied everything, and we haven't spoken since. It didn't go well, yeah. uh, But but it's my job. Listen, I ain't Oprah. I know that. But if it's something that affects country music listeners in Atlanta, I don't care who it is. I'm going to ask that question. And I would have, again, it wasn't ugly. I wasn't disrespectful to Garth Brooks at all when we had that conversation. Right. I think he was surprised. Well, and the thing about it, asked, but, but it, it wasn't necessarily Garth's fault. If you remember, Mercedes Benz had just been built. It was, it was, was it the first concert? Yeah, his was. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't like he, he actually, as you and I talked about it later, he had the opportunity not to push it over on Mercedes Benz, but to kind of come clean and say, hey, yeah, this happened. We had some and issues. We had some issues. And here's what we're going to do. Tell me, Cadillac Jack, my band sounded like a. Choir of angels. A choir of angels. Something like that. God, yeah. Come on, dude. They're giving refunds. Are you serious? I hadn't heard a single complaint. Well, so then I pull out the copy of the AJC yeah. for the day after, and he's a little befuddled. But but as we've talked about, he is the marketing king. He is the current, the modern day P.T. Barnum. We said that. So on yes. that same press conference, Garth Brooks announces that he's going to open up his own bar. Oh, and uh, on uh, Broadway. Nashville, Broadway, Nashville. Mm-hmm. I want to read you the uh, his exact quote here. My thing is, again, man, things you probably shouldn't. Shouldn't say. I'm going to say. If you're betting, kind of bet toward it happening because it's just something that's coming. Garth. Just say it's coming. Just say that you have a yeah. bar coming. To t- <laughs> yeah. Going to be two, three years, he says. And uh, I, I think the name of it's going to be Friends in Low Places. That's Which means that's the name of it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lower Broadway. They're heavy with uh, real estate down there with country artists. Uh, works uh, Dirk Bentley, Florida Georgia Line, John Rich, Alan Jackson, Blake Shelton, Luke Bryan, 
Uh, Aldine's got a place down there as well. So, And so a lot of those places, we've talked about this, like I think Dirks is pretty involved in Whiskey Row. It started in Phoenix. Um, well, that, the area where he's from. Exactly. And he was pretty well involved in the process. And his brother Fife went to Georgia. A lot of people don't know that. Yes. And, but I think there's different ways when you go to Broadway now in Nashville. When you used to go to Nashville, Broadway was just a couple of like honky-tonk, literally honky-tonk places where people would be playing in the windows at one in the afternoon in boot barn places. But now it really is the destination. It's almost like the Times Square of New York. It's where all the tourists go. And, you know, it really is Bachelor, the hub. Bachelor, bachelorette parties. Yeah, it's the hub for, you know, for a lot of that stuff. But there's bar now after bar after bar that is named or, you know, co-signed, I guess, with country artists. And some of those I don't think have a lot. Most the of them are don't. Not super They're not involved. involved. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a marketing agreement. I think there are people who come from like. They license their name is what it is. Yeah, there's people who come from like Poughkeepsie and are like, I cannot wait to see Blake Shelton. Yeah, he's not here. He ain't going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. But they, I think most of them are good about being there, you know, three, four times a year. For yeah. Them. Often when they drop an album, listen, there's a reason that they're stepping into their own bar. Well, and I've been to um, the Jason Aldean one. It's actually really cool. And the one thing that you will see at a lot of these, you know, when we were growing up there, what was the play? It was Hard Rock. Remember, if you if you ever got to go to Hard Rock in any city and you, you got the, the t-shirt. t-shirt, oh my gosh, that was so big because you could walk around the restaurant and see all the memorabilia and everything. So I will say if you're a fan of any of these artists and you go to Nashville and you go to those places, there's, there is some amazing memorabilia because they've given it out of their personal collections, you know, so it is kind of cool to see that. All right. I want to give a quick update about our front yard flooding Oh God! from last podcast. So are you now admitting that you may have been a little dramatic? It was a little dramatic reading last Don, time. Let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. When I left here and drove home expecting to see an arc and two of everything in our front yard, I take the turn into our neighborhood and I look, and it looks as if we have installed water elements. Like we have well, fountains, like fountain. fountains like the, the, the Caesars. Bellagio is oh, what I was Oh, I love it. Uh huh. Bellagio. I've style. always wanted a water element. And they look beautiful. And I bet our neighbors are like, damn, they got a tax return, mm-hmm. which is not the case at all. Um, That's beautiful. Look at what they did. The Chote House. But then as you pull up the driveway, you see mud. And uh, muddy dogs, mm-hmm. and no, you know, grass that has just been washed away, sod that's now gone, and it's part of the neighbor's yard. So I reached out to some gentlemen, and this this also hits on good business. Uh, there was a name and number. Now we haven't had the system serviced since we've been haven't had to at this house, and we've yeah. been there eighteen years. And before that, it was probably about two years before we got there. So twenty year old house, we'll say. I found in the box thing where you hit the dial to turn it on a phone number and a name from a company. And I called that company, Donna, the man, the the man that owns the business answered and he put that system in. How about that? 20 years ago and still has the same damn phone number and same business. I said to him, sir, you're the man. This says something about you and your business. Cause it does. Yeah. The same man. It says he's making money. Same phone number, (laughs) same company. Says it's a good business. He's been in sprinklers for 30 years. He told me. Yeah. And his license plate says, for the water. Like number, I didn't see that. Mm-hmm. Like number four. For the water. So we, we, we found out, we found a, a well, and Timmy wasn't in it, and um, we made some changes. And A well in our front yard? It's something, Donna. I don't know what he did. I just cut the check. but It was fascinating. He had a little normal. stick out, and he was trying to find, it was like, like a, a water stick. Type yeah, it was crazy. Because that's my thing. I was like, what's he going to do? Is he going to have to tear up the front yard to find out where the leak is coming from? Nope. Part, a little part of it he did. But we're fine now. We're fine now. But the, again, it looked beautiful for a moment from a distance. Everything turned out fine. And you got to put your butter knife back in the drawer. <laughs> if you feel stiff and sore throughout your body as a result of injuries suffered after a car accident, Hurt 911, their team of personal injury doctors can help you get back on the path to living your best life. Call 1-800-HURT-911 now. To speak with a personal injury doctor and a personal injury attorney, a personal injury lawyer here in Atlanta, the Hurt 911 Injury Group. Don't live with accident injuries. This is an elite team of personal injury doctors and lawyers, and they're going to uh, are ready to help you out, get you the money that you deserve. They're always here to help you out. Call the Hurt 911 Injury Group at 1 800 Hurt 911. That's 1 800 Hurt 911. Dinner Affair, the official meal kit for families. 
meal kits made easy. We've been lovers of dinner affair and have used dinner affair for, for years and years and years. Um, here's what you get. 30 minutes or less, fewer steps, no shopping, no chopping, no washing, no measuring, easy cleanup. So your order arrives. Menu changes every month at dinneraffair.com, dinneraffair.com. That's where you need to go online, dinneraffair.com. And uh, each month there's a menu with uh, 15, uh, 15 new dinners to choose from. So you order the menus, uh, the dinners that you'd like online, and they can be delivered like the next day, two days later. They can also be mailed nationwide, overnight shipping. Then your meals arrive. You put them in your freezer for later. You always have a fresh home-cooked meal ready for when you need it most. Dinneraffair.com, $30 off your first order. Uh, whatever um, size family you're ordering for, and they have different packages, but uh, each one of them qualifies for the $30 off caddy promo code, C-A-D-D-Y, at dinneraffair.com. Donna thought that during the John Lewis tour, that began in Troy, Alabama, mm-hmm. where he lived, and then went to Selma to the Edmund Bridge. Pettus Bridge. Mm-hmm. Then went to Washington, D.C. To lay in the rotunda. And then two days in Atlanta, including his homegoing service at Ebenezer Baptist Church, televised nationally, seen everywhere. Three presidents are present. President Obama gave the eulogy. Beautiful, beautiful day to watch that. Led to many conversations. I watched with our two daughters that are mm-hmm. 17 and 14 for, for most of it, but it was a very big, it was a historical day for so many different reasons. You and I are having a conversation later that night after, uh, after the, the funeral at Southview. And you said to me, you thought that the Willie Watkins funeral home hearse that looked like something out of Star Trek. It was amazing. Traveled from with Congressman John Lewis in the back from Troy to Selma and then to Washington, and then drove him back. Well, I didn't know. With Donna, and then drove him back from D.C. to Atlanta. Yeah. Imagine the miles that Willie Watkins put on that brand new, beautiful quarter of a million dollar hearse. Yeah. I just wasn't thinking about them. How, I mean, like, again, I don't want to, the service was amazing. It was beautiful. This man had just an incredible life and, and is leaving an incredible legacy. But but, but you said to me, where do, where, where do they park it when they swing through McDonald's? Well, was, because they have the to, it's a you... lot of driving. I was just like, because there was, right. I mean, it was a lot of driving and I'm like, where, where are they driving all night? Like, how's it? And then you said probably some of it was flying. Like some of it, they flew. From... Did you just say, are they driving all night? Yeah. <laughs> Like, and then you explain shifts like a, yes. like a bad mother trucker. Yes. And then you explain that there was probably some flights involved from like Atlanta uh, to on. DC. It's just a lot of logistics. Well, probably from, I'm sure a government jet from, yes. or military jets or whatever. Well, we hope. Yeah. That yeah. Someone... From, from, from Selma to Washington. Yeah. And then they flew him from DC. Yeah. To, to Atlanta. Atlanta. And then, yeah, here's my thing. We're going to talk about John Lewis in a few minutes and just some, you know, just some of the amazing things that he did. But I did say to you that kind of, and I mean, he deserved every bit of it. Again, what a legacy, but it kind of sets the bar. Like for, if something happens to me, I want that. I mean, I know I can't get it because I haven't lived a life nearly as remarkable anywhere near as John Lewis, but I want some of those elements incorporated in. Okay. I'll bite. The Doves, definitely. Jennifer Holiday from Dreamgirls singing. She sang like three different songs. Beautiful. Okay, amazing. There was um, a pastor that did part of the eulogy that was amazing. He was 90 years old. Yes, I want him. Loved him. We, we're doing disrespect here. We need to know his name. We'll get that. But He was amazing. Had white hair. And I, I said to Donna, I said, that man right there. You could be anywhere in America and look at him and go, that man is somebody. He's somebody. No, he was amazing and did just a great job. So I like all of that. I want all of that. Incorporated some way. You know, a lot of people say it's very like maudlin or like depressing to plan out what your funeral is going to look like or, 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 you know, what you want. But a lot of people do that, you know. They, I mean, John Lewis of, did in a way. He did. He, he, yeah, he did. I mean, but it's kind of like they. Uh, it's kind of like you're going to have a gender reveal party or not. Right. It just makes it easier on everybody if you do. If you know, yeah. yeah because the worst thing. Would be Here's what have. I would like. Here are my wishes. Yeah. Here's I don't what want I would you like. Playing. I don't think it's. I don't think it's. It's. 
Yeah, I don't want you playing weird music. I don't want that person there. I don't <laughs> want who, why is she here? You know, like I just, I want to be able, as a control freak, I want to control that as well. You can't control your entrance into the world and maybe when or how you go out, but you can control the, the event. You know, the I mean? exit. Yes. Only uh, Ebenezer, because of COVID, they only allow 240 guests into the church. Most of them are family and friends. Um, the staff, John Lewis, his uh, chief of staff spoke just yes. about how at 80 years old it was. And this, this young woman looked very young. Yes. And she said, listen, to keep, keep up, up to keep up with Congressman John Lewis. So we were always late for yeah. everything that we did, but it always worked out okay because John Lewis would, would always spend that extra minute with somebody. Amazing. Because Dr. Martin Luther King did for him. Right. He would always stay late to take that picture with someone. Right. To sign an autograph for yeah, somebody. There was, there was not, there has not been one, and you know, it's it's hard for that nowadays to not come out. There's not been one person who said that they had an interaction with him that wasn't almost life-changing, you know, in a way. Um when they met him and that's, that's, you'd be hard pressed to find that nowadays. You know, somebody always has something negative to say about someone. Really, there's, there was just nothing out there. I mean, this man was such a hard, hard worker and so much heart up until the minute he took his last breath, you know? It was his wish that, you know, he knew the funeral would be at Ebenezer and he'd be buried at, at Southview with his wife, Lillian. Um, John Lewis made it very clear in the days before he passed because he knew that his time was coming. He made it very clear to his family that in while riding by his life-size, um, hell, it's not life-size, I mean, it's huge, the mural that we right. have in, in the Sweet Auburn area. Beautiful, yeah. Of Atlanta with Congressman John Lewis on it, the, 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 the painting. Um, they drove the hearse a final time by there. But it was John Lewis's wish that his hearse also drive through the heart of gay Atlanta. Okay, a civil rights icon who was 80 years old because he was inclusive of everyone. Yeah. Well, and, and the hearse went by so many historic sites along the way. You know, it was just, it was really incredible, really incredible to see it all. Um, and, 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 and the pageantry of someone that, that legendary Sometimes I don't mean this to sound the wrong way, but sometimes the the, the pageantry overtakes the message at some at a funeral or something like that. This was not the case with this man. You know, this the legacy and everything that he left behind. It was, I think, it was almost hard to live up to. You know, giving him a proper, which they did, but I mean, a proper memorial for all the things oh, that he beautiful. had done. It Every, was I didn't, I didn't stop watching the entire day. Yeah, and it was fabulous. So at one point, you said to me, "I wish I could lie in bed." And watch the funeral all day. Well, I didn't mean it that way. I right, was just—I was kind of—I was, kind of, a little curt. I was <laughs> catching different parts, you know. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a symbolic <laughs> historical day. You know, I know. Watching it with our daughters, so, and sometimes I may be in bed. So Charlotte said the funniest thing. Yeah, well, it was great to see Bush and and, and Mrs. Laura Bush together. Yes. I mean, he—you you, know—they—you don't see today's president is a part of the news cycle. Every single day, if not yeah. multiple parts of the news cycle. It's it not as exciting. It didn't used to be that way. Yeah. So I have not seen Bush in public last time. I think it was probably the last time the three of them were together, Bush, Clinton, and Obama somewhere. Yeah. Maybe a golf tournament for charity or something. But um, it was great to see him. It was great to hear him speak. He's always very – Bush never took himself very seriously. Right. You know, and, and I think that was a great way for him. You know, I, it's I like self-deprecating. He's president. like self-deprecating. Um, Clinton was there, looked so lonely. Yes. Sitting in the pew with his mask on by himself. I know. So I may have said out loud to Charlotte, or not to Charlotte and Olivia, but to sit out loud to myself while watching, you know, I wonder where Hillary is. And um, Charlotte, our 14 year old, says to me, Well, Daddy, why wouldn't he bring his sister? <laughs> and I said, Well, Chelsea's son is, or she, uh, you know, uh, Chelsea, sweetie, is his daughter. No, Hillary daddy yeah she thought they were brother and sister <laughs> i don't know what that says about their marriage but no comment and then obama preached and took everybody to church yeah as he sh i mean it's just it was it was great to watch and we're so proud of what all congressman john lewis has done for uh, for atlanta but uh for civil i mean come on there's uh 
can we just live 1% of life that John Lewis did? Just starting today, can we all commit to just 1%? And I think the world would be a much better place. He did, uh, in his last few days, write an essay, and he asked that it not be published until the day of his funeral. Uh, he died July 17th, so it was published the day of his funeral, and I'm not going to read the entire thing. It wasn't that long to begin with, but um, I'm going to pick just three or four paragraphs here, very short paragraphs. Uh, John Lewis's fast, uh, last words, and again, something that he wrote before he passed. While my time here has come, now come to an end, I want you to know that in the last days and hours of my life, you inspired me. You filled me with hope about the next chapter of the great American story when you used your power to make a difference in our society. Millions of people motivated simply by human compassion laid down the burdens of division around the country and the world. You set aside race, class, age, language, nationality to demand respect for human dignity. Ordinary people with extraordinary vision can redeem the soul of America by getting into what I call good trouble, necessary trouble. Voting and participating in the democratic process are key. The vote is the most important nonviolent change agent you have in a democratic society. You must use it because it is not guaranteed. You can lose it. You must also study and learn the lessons of history because humanity has been involved in this soul-wrenching struggle for a very long time. People on every continent have stood in your shoes though decades, uh, through decades and centuries before you. The truth does not change, and that is why the answers worked out long ago can help you find solutions to the challenges of our time. Continue to build union between movements stretching across the globe because we must pay away. We must put away our willingness to profit from the uh, ex uh, exploitation of others. When historians pick up their pens to write the story of the 21st century, let them say that it was your generation who laid down the heavy burdens of hate at last and that peace finally triumphed over violence, aggression, and war. So I say to you, Walk with the wind, brothers and sisters, and let the spirit of peace and the power of everlasting love be your guide. The last words of uh, Congressman John Lewis. It's amazing. We'll put that in the link in the letter. I mean, what um, a legacy you to, to and leave. And you should. You should spend five minutes and, and just uh, spend a moment and reflect about the entire Yeah, thing. I mean, I think it was just an opportunity for everybody who has been choosing sides left, right, and center to just say, you know what, amazing life, an amazing man, and kind of put all that aside for one day. A lot of different ways to reach out. I'm going to ask you to reach out. If if you have had a conversation, maybe you felt this, or you've had a conversation with anyone that wondered, just even wondered, if Congressman John Lewis was driven. Okay. Does that we, we just ended on such a high note. Now you're going to bring it back to well, me. Well, I'm wondering. curious. Though. I want to know because I think that there are people that maybe thought that same thing. It's a lot of driving. That's all I'm going to say. At Drove. ATL Cadillac. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of driving. Twitter and Instagram. Willie Watkins Funeral Home. Gallery Furniture Gainesville has something for all your home needs and all at great prices. Whether you're looking for a dining room table, a king-size bed for your master bedroom, or a sofa for your living room, Gallery Furniture Gainesville has you covered with many brands and styles. They also offer financing. And I noticed that the, they're, doing a, uh, they're doing a bunk bed giveaway on Instagram at Gallery Furniture GA. Uh, they have a lot of new stuff, a lot of new brands and styles on the showroom floor. Uh, new websites coming, askforthewolfman.com. And I did notice on Instagram, they posted a photo of rocking chairs just lined up yeah, in front of the entire, you know how, like a cracker barrel. You, you know how large that the, the yes. gallery furniture Gainesville facility is there on Brownsbridge road. Yes. And they have rockers just lining the entire thing. Yeah. And you're spending a lot of time on the front porch, the back porch. Seriously. You, you maybe have worn the rock out of your rocker. Yeah. What during a great the pandemic. time to get one. And they, they have all different kinds and sizes and colors and uh, great prices too. ask for the wolfman.com tons of betting options. And if you're going to be a, uh, uh, moving someone into an off-campus apartment or maybe into a dorm, depending on where your young adults are going. Uh, gallery Furniture, think about them, 1600 Browns per drug Gainesville. You are a huge fan, have been, of uh, a gentleman that uh, just got a 10-year deal worth up to $503 million, the most <laughs> lucrative contract in the history of sports. I mean, who wouldn't be, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and he's incredibly good-looking. No, I, I really like him. I um, His name is Patrick Mahomes, and... Um, if you haven't heard, he um, has been with Kansas City for a while, but he um, he's well, the, the football team. Yeah, the football team. But he just got a, a new ten-year deal for five hundred three million, and he's a really young guy. But the reason that I like him is I love sports, as you know, and I just love sports stories. We've we've determined this from all these sports documentaries I've been watching um, during quarantine. But he's actually so far now. This could change 
by the time this gets uploaded. But so far, he's really using his platform to to really do good things. One of the things that he went to Commissioner Goodell, Roger Goodell, to say is that every um, football team, every NFL football team should have like a community outreach manager because a lot of times people are coming to athletes and saying, I wish you would do more in the community or I wish you would do this or I wish you would do that. And he's like, we would love to, but we need someone to help us. You know, and so that every team, because, you know, all of the stuff that's come out with the Colin Kaepernick and all of that, the kneeling and the not kneeling, not getting into all that, but um, that the NFL is trying to turn these players into more, I don't want to say ambassadors, but trying to get them to do some, you know, and a lot of them do do a lot of good with their platforms, but really trying to help these young players find out where they need to be. And then he became a minority owner in the Kansas City Royals, the baseball team too. So I think it'll be interesting to watch what he does with that. But the most fascinating story, there's a a great article out about him, um, is he's a young guy. So he went to a Post Malone concert. I think it was like within a week of him winning the Super Bowl. Exactly. It was in in Kansas City. Yeah, with some friends. And so he's, what do you think that, you know, Post loves to do? Everybody knows everybody. Everybody. Drink Bud Light. Well, and he loves to play like beer pong. Like, if you go backstage, you're going to get into, like, a, which I want to do this so bad. Like, I would love to play beer pong. That's on my bucket list. Is that sad? Just in general or with Post Malone? No, with Post Malone. Is that sad? I probably need a better bucket list. Anyway, um, so he he kept winning. So Mahone, Mahone, uh, Patrick Mahonas kept winning, him and his friends. And then Post wouldn't go on stage. Like, his manager kept coming and saying, okay, Posty, you need to get out there on stage. And he's like, no, not until I win against this guy. I got to win. I got to win. I got to win. I got to win. And he didn't win. And did you read what happened? I've seen the story. I've, I, I, I heard it. Yeah. He got a tattoo. Yeah. Posted. Of, of Patrick's signature. His of Patrick's signature. And it was like this scratchy, probably drunk signature. And he had said, if I lose one more round, I'll tattoo your, you know, signature on wherever I guess he has room on his body because he's got tons of tattoos. And they were like, after they lost well, Patrick, their Patrick, I believe Patrick, listen, but you, you don't, don't have, have to do, do that. that. Yeah, you don't no. have to do that. And Posty has a tattoo artist backstage. That travels with him. That travels with him. So he tattooed himself up and then went on stage. But the article about, about um, Patrick Mahomes is really interesting just to read kind of where they came from. Imagine signing a $503 million contract and prior to signing this contract, him and his girlfriend, Brittany, lived in his parents' spare bedroom. It was only four years ago that he picked up a football. Four years ago. He, his, his dad was a baseball player. Yes. And his plan was to play, baseball. To play for, the, the, for MLB, for Major League Baseball. Yeah. And that's and why he has such ago, a love for Kansas City and for the Royals. He picked up a, a football. And now he's signed the most lucrative contract in the history of sports. Yeah, he's interesting. You were raising hell the other day watching golf. Because they weren't wearing white pants. What the hell happened? All of a sudden, everybody's wearing navy. Navy. I mean, dark navy. Not a light blue. Not that that matters. But, I mean, a dark navy. And my thing is... What what is it about white? Because that's why girls watch golf right now, is for the white pants. Everybody wears white pants. All of them. Tight white pants, if I'm honest. You know, and they're putting and and doing all that stuff. But anyway... My the bigger question is who decides the dress code? What meaning? What color they can wear? Yeah, well, just in general, like who decided all of a sudden? Because what happened was like Dustin Johnson, all the younger players started wearing white pants. Somebody did a long time ago, and then they all started wearing white pants. And now somebody pulled out some damn navy pants. And now everybody's falling in, thinking that that's now the fashion trend. Meanwhile, there hasn't been a live sports event on in so long. And I walked through, and there's golf on. I'm like, oh my gosh, I love golf. I love golf. Sat down, navy pants everywhere. Like, what's going on? I mean, the game was good. No, okay. What? Well, I, we've been married for nearly eighteen years, and I've I've never known you to pick up a club. No, I'm saying I love watching golf. We've oh, talked okay. about this before. All right. Because my dad played golf. I, I know Charlie play golf did. With him. Yeah. Okay. Wait. That's not true. I actually played in the rhubarb golf okay. tournament but, every okay, year. Sixteen years ago. Then? Yeah. All right. I had my own clubs. A couple of pod peeps. Um, my husband and I met because our ex-spouses were having an affair. Let me back up just a sec here. My husband and I met because our ex-spouses were having an affair. Remember in a recent pod, the conversation about Shania Twain and then swapping spouses. Yes. Uh, we felt like their affair was a blessing to us because it brought us together, 
But as you alluded to, it has not been seamless for his children or us. Our ex is married, but he cheated on her too, and they have divorced. I mean, is that shocking to anyone? Needless to say, our ears always perk up a little extra when you talk about divorce and blended families. Donna, you are such an inspiration to me because I admittedly struggle being a stepmom. Look forward to every Tuesday and Thursday. Um, what else here? Donna, you're an inspiration. Well, listen, if you're a stepmom, it's just trying every day to do a little bit better. You know, listen, parenting, period. The whole goal is to do a little better the next day than you did the day before. That's what I'm trying to do. Keep um, it between the cones, as they say. From Daddy's yes. Daddy's Home, which you and I watched so the other funny. night just because we were bored and I was watching a movie. So funny. I have a pod peep. So Christy um, reached out to me. We were talking about the thermostat and how our kids yeah. are just up there like punching buttons, random buttons, you know, up, down. The thing can't like recalibrate because they're jumping from like 64 to 70 to I mean it's just crazy and so I'm thinking you know there's this is probably only happening in our house of course it's not Christy reached out to me and said not only is this happening in my house they had to put a lucite locked um that you see in a business like a exactly. bank or a doctor's office where you're like or in your schoolroom with, with that little silver key that hangs yes. down <laughs> in their home yeah and somebody in like Christy has that key she won't give it and so they 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 locked it up because, um, and here's the thing she told me, they made their girls go buy that box at Home Depot and put it on because they would not leave that thermostat alone. She writes, the first three learned to leave the th- thermostat alone with the threat of having to pay the electric bill for a month, not the fourth one. Not only would she not leave it alone, she changed the temperature and flip it to the on setting from auto. Now that, <laughs> those are fighting words. That's when you just want it to run continuously. Oh, that's great. All yeah. right. Um, let me check the uh, voicemail text line. Uh-huh. See if we have anything there. Let's see here. They come straight to my phone. No kidding. We do have a couple of them. Oh, my gosh. Um, all right. Well, okay. This is about, uh, here. here's the text. What are unicorn cakes? Oh, okay. Talked about me during my wisdom teeth um, survival yes. mode. It was all about milkshakes. Unicorn cakes and TikToks. Yes. And uh, so the question is, what is a unicorn cake? And a unicorn cake is this new snack cake from Little Debbie. Yes. I've never shied away from Little Debbie. No. In my life. And that's why I bought them for you, because you love Little Debbie's, and growing up, you love Little Debbie's. Star Crunch. Oh, my God. Um, The uh, fudge, the fudge, the round ones. I love a fudge round. The fudge round, yes. (laughs) Yes. And here's the thing. My daddy beat me one time when I was a kid (laughs) because we'd only see him every other weekend, and, and so daddy, you know, like all... The helicopter parents do. What do you do? You stock up with junk food when the kids are coming over that weekend and let them do whatever the hell they want to do. So they keep wanting to come back. And so dad would always have uh, little Debbies and, and fudge rounds particularly. I know where they were in the kitchen. And so I would go in. I'd be wearing like sweatpants. Or, or as you like to say, my little, my little Smurf pants. What do you call them? <laughs> Your little Smurf sweats. Yeah. And so I would uh, I would get one out and carry it in my hand and i have like four in my pockets. Oh my gosh. And but those little plastic wrappers? Uh, it made noise. That's what caught you. And so daddy... Found out he was not happy. Well, I, I, was, I had five fudge rounds on my body. <laughs> At any given time? So That the, time in particular. So a unicorn cake is, if you've seen a zebra cake, it's the same thing. It's just got unicorn. And I think it has like uh, glit. What does it have? Like, um, not glit. Like icing, like that crunchy, I don't know, crunchy icing. It, you loved them. They are great. Yes. They were great. Uh, Kenny Don, my name is Carla. I live in Hazel, North Carolina, right next to Hiawassee, Georgia. Know the area well. Carla, thank you for listening. I listened to Caddy for years and was so sad when he was like, so happy to hear you and Donna every week on the podcast. Wishing all the best. Thank you for reaching out to us, Carla. You can do the same, too. Uh, Again, they come straight to my phone, 770-464-6024, 770-464-6024. And if you have nothing to do and you're bored to death, send me a sympathy text just so we can communicate back and forth on social media and say to your smart speaker, uh, hey, play Cadillac Jack. And the most recent episode is going to begin to play. Jody Jackson introed the show today. JJ, Jody Jackson. Um, Campbell High School Smyrna graduate. Yes, he is a Campbell High School Smyrna graduate. I got to tell you, there's a lot of funny stories about Jody, but one of the funniest is I was doing some work with him. Um, We were working on a concert together a couple of years ago at Lake Lanier. And um, every time he would call, the girls would just go crazy because they loved his name. They're like, Mom, he sounds like someone famous. Like, Jody Jackson, that's a good name. Jody Jackson. That's a good old boy name, Jody Jackson. And he is a good old boy. We did go to high school together. He um, was actually the promotion director at Y106 for a long time. I forgot about that. Yeah, with Rhubarb. Um, He would book all the events. He's actually the one who kind of started 
if you if you live in Atlanta or you have ever lived in Atlanta and you're familiar with Rhubarb Jones, legendary radio personality, personality, he used to do a thing called March Across Georgia, and he would literally walk. Well, not walk. Oh my gosh, he would not literally walk. Like but I mean, John Lewis. Yeah, <laughs> he would he would be driven um, to different, but he would do different stops every day. Yeah. I mean, it was grueling. Was my point every day? He was in a different city, and the for 106 whole, minutes. Right? Yeah, and yeah. the whole concept was people would bring pennies. And the change would go to the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Sounds like it didn't add up. You would not believe the amount of pennies that people would bring. It was it was. It'd really, for all year. That'd oh be like gosh. a thing that the family Kids would do together. Kids would bring yeah. their penny piggy School. banks. It was. I really, remember. It was yeah. really God cool. Bless Ruby. Um, but then after he left there, he became like the right hand man to T. Graham Brown, and he lived on the road with T. I yeah. mean, because if you want to talk about like a, one of those road warrior people? That was T. He played every club, every fair, everything. Um, and he went on to, um, he actually also served on Governor Deal's Georgia Film Music Entertainment Advisory Board when that, when everything was kind of getting cranked off, cranked up with um, filming and, and, and so forth here in the state. And he is now and has been for a very long time the executive director for the John Gerard Foundation. And if you don't know who John Gerard was, he was a really prolific songwriter. He was from Gainesville, Georgia. He passed away at a very young age. Um, and so the legacy from him passing away Jody and Bruce Birch started an annual concert, basically in John Gerard's name, just to benefit some charities in Gainesville. It started out very small. It has grown into a humongous event, a huge charity um, and foundation that Jody and Bruce are still at the helm of, and they give just a ton of money to North Georgia charities. And their concert, they always have an annual concert, and they have amazing songwriters because a lot of the songwriters that you see now, Bob DePiro and all these people wrote with John Gerard, you know, um, and he was their contemporary. So they all come down usually to do this big concert, and the concert this year is September 26th. There is information on the website, and Jody has two awesome kiddos. He has a son, Landon, and a beautiful daughter, Lauren. And Jody is so much fun. He's just a lot of fun. Like it used to, to be. be. That's T. Graham Brown. Yeah. Wine in the water. Yeah. Hell in high water. Those are some Hell in high songs. water, T. Graham Brown. Yeah. So Jody's a great guy. Big T. Thank, Thank you, you Jody. Jody. Thank you very much. We have a small ask of you. Three things. If you are able, number one, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything coming up. And uh, now you can early subscribe for both Caddy Wagon with Richie and Raider, which is our new podcast, uh, or my new podcast with uh, Officer Richie and his partner Raider from the Alfreda Department of Public Safety, his canine partner Raider. Uh, and also Hustle with Donna and, and Bill Rawlings. You can pre, uh, pre-subscribe to both those podcasts right now. That means a lot to us both. Number two, rate and leave five-star reviews to the pod. Anything less, just don't waste your time. Find something else to do. And number three, share our sponsors and love. And they do include 1-800-HURT-911, dinneraffair.com, dinneraffair.com. Gallery Furniture in Gainesville and Tracy Cousineau and Real Estate Expert Advisors. Enjoy new episodes on Tuesdays and Thursdays of Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the App and Podcast Network. Yeah.